0: March 27th Okay, so we're in the last chapter of James And The first The first six verses When you just read them Are are a little wordy And um, I have a bad habit of If something's a little wordy then I just skip it But I decided to slow down a little bit and, And dig a little deeper and that's just, we're just going to go over the first six verses right now. Um, does, it, does anybody have a an NIV version and would want to read the first six verses? Yeah, I did. Sorry. James. Huh? I was trying to find James. That's okay. <laughs> I think Ashton's got
1: it. Ah, oh, man. Okay. you go ahead.
2: good. <laughs> what verse is you want me to One through
0: read? six of chapter five.
2: Now listen, you rich people, weep and wail because of the misery that is coming on you. Your wealth has rotted, and moths have eaten your clothes. Your gold and silver are corroded. Their corrosion will testify against you and eat your flesh like fire. You have hoarded wealth in these last days. Look, the wages you failed to pay the workers who mowed your fields are crying out against you. The cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord Almighty. You have lived on earth in luxury and self-indulgence. You have fattened yourselves in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered the innocent one who is not opposing you.
0: So we're talking about wealth and riches. And um, what I've got here on your sheet come. Uh, The structure of this comes directly out of the commentary that I use. And it said the synopsis here is that riches and material wealth will not save a person. Riches and material wealth are temporary. They don't last. Uh, Many rich people, especially the audience to which James is talking to at this time, have become rich by taking advantage of others. Uh, They may have prospered on earth because of their selfishness, but things will go differently in eternity. So he's kind of addressing that uh, all the way through there. Uh, Even so much as saying, hey, you rich people, you better be crying because of the misery that you've put yourself in. And I've got three points here. Um, Mainly, God doesn't condemn wealth. It's not a sin or wrong to be wealthy in, in a materialistic sense. But God is concerned about how we uh, deal with that in three different ways. Um, the three ways are, how did we get this wealth? Number two, how do we spend that wealth or use it? And then number three, what is our attitude with it? So looking at that, number one, how did we get it? It must be obtained, honestly. It, it, he's made mention here. Um, in the middle of those verses, he's made <clears throat> the suggestion here that they, you've paid your workers uh, not, not all that maybe they deserve. Paid them too little, held back. So you're getting rich at the expense of their hard work. <clears throat> Ephesians four twenty eight says anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work, doing something useful with their hands that they might have something to share with those in need. Which is a which is a, a good, uh, interesting point. There he, he says, work hard so that you have, and then when you have something, you have it. He doesn't say so that you can relax he says work hard so you can have something so that you can give it away. So it all gets back it, it all comes back down to loving your neighbor and helping those around you. Putting this whole theme of James has been being unselfish. So number 2, how do we spend it? <clears throat> well, there's several things that we are, what is required of us, uh, the first thing we must give to God. First Corinthians 16.2, on the first day of every week, each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with your income, saving it up so that when I come, no collections will have to be made. So that's why we lay by and store. That's why we give an offering. That's not part of the communion or Lord's Supper, it's just a... You hear some people say, a convenient time to do it. And that's why. Right there. So God commands us to give uh, for use of, of the church. We must use wealth to support our family. 1 Timothy 5 and 8. Anyone who does not provide for their relatives and especially for their own household has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Jesus teaches us to love our neighbor and help those in need. Our neighbor. The, the, the story of the Good Samaritan, you're walking down the road, fellas fellow's walking down the road, and he sees somebody in need of help that he doesn't even know. And James is making the point here, if you're not even helping the same people that you're related to that live in your house, you know, you're obviously not helping somebody you don't know. You're so bad you're not even helping the people that live with you. The people you're related to. And go so far to say that if you're not taking care of your own, you're, you're worse than an unbeliever. Romans thirteen five through seven is what I would prefer not be there. <laughs> we must pay our taxes, <laughs> but it's there, so we pay our taxes. Therefore, it is necessary to submit to the authorities not only because of possible punishment, but also as, as a matter of conscience. This is also why you pay taxes. For the authorities are God's servants who give their full time to governing. Give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then pay revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. There's also the story, I think it's in Matthew, that... They're they're questioning Jesus and trying to corner him, as always. And uh, he wants—they're asking Jesus, you know, should we, should we? uh, Rome, Rome is basically uh, crooked. Should we pay taxes to Rome? Them being crooked, and he says, "Whose face is on the coin?" And they said, "Caesar's." He said, "Then give to Caesar's what Caesar's." And then uh, the last uh, point on how do we spend our, our money is, is we must help others. And again, same verses, what we started with, Ephesians 4.28. And again, it really struck me how it says you work hard so that you have. Not so that you can relax, but you work hard so that you can have, so that you can give it, give it away. <laughs> And then the third point is uh, how is our attitude about our wealth? Obvious here that the the love of wealth or the love of money uh, is the is the obvious wrong attitude. Uh, we can idol we can idolize anything. You can idolize food. You can idolize pleasures. You can idolize money. Uh, 1 Timothy six. Uh, it says 6 and 10. I've, I've got some extras. i got some of the verses before here. For we brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. That really, that really struck me. If we have food and clothes, we can be content with that. Those who want to get rich fall in temptation and a trap. And into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people, eager for money, have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. So basically, the point there is that you can, some people will just devote their entire energy and life and days and everything they do trying to gain another penny and in doing so are not are not doing the will of God are not helping others are not keeping uh, the faith it's, we are to trust in the main the final final point here uh, being we are to trust in God not in wealth, not in riches, not in things that we, physical things that we have. Matthew 6. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and wherein thieves break in and steal. Yeah. I don't know if y'all collect anything. Uh, you know, sometimes you relay anything back lay it back for safekeeping, you go, to, go back to it later, and it was fine when you put it there, and when you get it back out, it's rusted, or broken, or, you know, uh, I collect pocket knives. I, I, I had a pocket knife I thought was great, it was 100 years old in mint condition, and I laid it back, and went back and picked it up a year later, and it had a crack in the back of it, and I thought, you know, it's everything, everything, thing, is, is temporary. And sometimes we need to be reminded of that. But do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also Since I made this, I found a verse. Uh, Revelation chapter 3, verse 17, and Jesus speaking. It says, Because you say, I am rich, I have become wealthy, and I have need of nothing. Because you say that. And you do not know that you are wretched. Miserable, poor, blind, and naked. So basically, where are we put our, our priorities. Where are we devoting our time? Where are we <clears throat> I, I I I think of this and I think about what, what example are we setting for our children?
1: Is it painful to someone said I love you, not set it back?
0: Uh well we are gonna love everybody and some of us have well, easier I mean, time to express it oh. than others
1: well I mean it's some uh, some uh, some people don't say
0: that I understand but all people do you're thinking about chasing money the most impressionable i guess you could say moment of my training uh i was it was my second month yeah it's my second month of residency uh, so I've not been minutes into the training, and I'm, I'm on hospital service, and the guy that I'm rounding on patients with is is a very busy physician. We've got, I mean, he's got thirty or forty people to see in the hospital a day, okay? And it's getting to be five o'clock in the evening, and we've still got ten or fifteen people to see. And he said, "I really need to get out of here." He said, "My kid has a baseball game tonight." And I said, go. I said, I'll keep rounding. You come back when it's over. And he said, I think I might do that. He said, he said this game is his last game of his senior year, and I haven't seen him play since the fourth grade. I Every, everything I learned didn't compare to that moment. I knew right then what I wanted to do and not do. And of course I just I picked my job off the floor and I said, yeah, go with the gang. I'll still be here. Hey, you know, he... He can't get that back. He can't get... Sorry, yeah. He can't get those moments with his kid and his family back. And if we're not careful, we won't be able to get our soul back.
1: That's what I was That's what I was thinking about.
0: We have to, we have to put our priorities in not what's here. It's it's very easy to to flood our minds with with our job, our our four hundred one ks, our retirement plans, our this is how much I need to do this. I've I've really tried to teach myself to
1: to love people, to love all people. Yeah,
0: to 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 love in a way that is. Being less selfish.
1: It's really hard for me to. My boyfriend's mom, she's in the hospital. She is really sick. And that's why I'm going to keep praying for her.
0: That's all we can do.
1: And so we need to keep thoughts and prayers for everyone to be repaid, to receive it for other people to care about. See, that's my, I understood, about love people, kind people, and have cares, touch on and we need to, that's my words, where I come from.
0: I, uh, I, I, I grew up um, let's see if I can find it. There's a you got your phone? There's a verse I can't remember where it's at. I think it's in Hebrews. Maybe I can talk and find it at the same time. Uh, I grew up Yeah, went right to it. I grew up in a in a family that it, if you if you come to a street corner and there's somebody standing there with a sign that says anything helps. I I was taught not to give them anything. Um, uh, We don't we don't know them and we don't know their struggles and we are commanded to love and we are commanded to help those in need. If we give to somebody and they misuse it, if, Say you give somebody five bucks. So they're Come up to the street corner and they've got a sign that says anything helps and you hand them five bucks and they take it immediately and go buy liquor and get drunk. That's not your fault that they misused what you gave them. They're commanded to do what's right. We're commanded to do what's right and, and love. Are we supposed to, are we supposed to... Well, I'm not saying that you give them five dollars. Maybe you give them. You know, I, I'm, everybody decides on their own. I'm not saying that you have to hand them five dollars. Well, I don't know, uh, but we,
2: uh, are you supposed to kind of give it, uh, or or is it out of your hand? If somebody asking for something, when you're supposed to give it
0: to them. To to a certain extent, I think so. If it's if it's in your ability, it. Let uh, uh, Hebrews 13 in verse 1 and 2. Let brotherly love continue. Do not forget to entertain strangers, for by doing so, some have unknowingly entertained angels. I, I, I think God puts angels in our path to see how we will respond to them.
3: I look at it as you're giving an opportunity, you know, what they do with that opportunity is kind of on them, but at least you're giving them the opportunity, you know, I don't always have much, I rarely have cash at all, but even then I don't really have funds to give a whole lot, but I keep, um, scarves and little, um, gloves in my car, also I'm terrible about bringing my lunch to work, and so I'll just, like, give them my Lunchable on my way into work, that's something, <laughs> and some of them look at me like I'm crazy, but I like to think of it like, well, at least they have something to eat today, and if they had something better, maybe they'll give it to somebody else. And they may not, but I always look at it as like maybe they have the opportunity to help someone too.
2: And it's more, it's more of, I guess, someone you know more than just a street. Well, let, let's change it, and I
0: don't necessarily know the answer, but let's change the scenario. Somebody's asking you for ten bucks, and they've asked you for ten bucks every week for the past ten weeks. You've given them 10 bucks every week for the past 10 weeks, and you know for a fact they took it and used it and got drunk off. So give them the 10 bucks.
1: If someone tell you get some cows, don't do it. If someone who don't know, don't give them
0: That's difficult that's, a, that's, that's no. difficult. Maybe at that point, maybe at that point they need our rebuking and instruction more than they need the 10 bucks.
4: Oh. Cousins family has made bad choices financially and in other ways forever for as on as I know. and I always ask if they go out to eat every single night but they, of that they have funded them right. for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And so my dad would be working night shift and asleep and she'd come over and ring the doorbell and be on the door because she needed ten dollars because they wanted to go to the trucking public. Sure and wake him up while he's been up for 12 hours all night, you know, Mm -hmm. and so they always have. And finally, mom said, all right, I'm gonna give you $3,000 or $5,000, I forget, but it's going in a checking account with my name and your name on it, but when I give you this, this is all there is for the rest of your life, and we're gonna go down through all your bills every single month, I'm gonna take my time, and we're gonna cut out the things that you don't need, and we're gonna, if I give you this, this is it. It's yours. You don't have to pay me back. But I'm also going to teach you at this point how to manage money. Right. And they said no and they've never asked you. Right. Not one
0: time. We've got. Well, I was sitting here thinking, you know, if they ask you for the 10 bucks, you say, yeah, one option might be, what do you need? Rather than the 10 bucks, what do you need? I'll help you get whatever you need. And if they say, food, go get them food. If they say, clothes, you'll get them clothes. It might cost you way more than $10 to I would, give them what yeah, they need.
4: But I would need. rather do that. But, we'll I mad. You know
2: but here's the
0: <laughs> so thing. If, if they are trying to, really to use scared. you for something bad, they're probably going to deny you the ability yeah. to give it to them. Versus right. if it's
2: somebody who truly needs it and you say, what do you need? They might be embarrassed and ashamed, but they're eventually going to crack
4: and say, I need XYZ, but I also think it's not a yes to give to every person just like your time like you can't say yes to everything that somebody asks you to do and if if you do say yes then you're going to be so frazzled that you're not giving your best to anything and you're going to neglect some
0: things that may be more important
4: so I think sometimes
0: purely what you say and your direction may be way more valuable to them taking a little bit of time to say your response no matter what you're going to have to respond right well oh, yeah that's and, true and think about think about the lesson that harris gave today the woman at the well she's saying she's thirsty Well, jesus said with this water you'll still be thirsty again but i've got something for you you'll never thirst just some kind of encouraging direct direction i cut you off ashton you're fine i think too like if
2: they i think you always have a intuition inside knowing like I need to help this person, versus okay, this is a sketch situation. I need to not help this person. Like you know, if if you have a nagging sensation behind a person at the dollar store, you need, you know you know, you just have this gut feeling like they need my help. I need to help them right now. And if you don't, I feel like when I've been in situations like that and I don't help them, I have this immense guilt right mm-hmm. after, knowing like okay. God told me to help them and a versus he didn't tell me to help this person do that. And I think yeah. it's really cool like, when you do help somebody and then like like
3: a fluke situation where you need help a couple weeks later. Um, I mean, I had my card, um, my card got switched over when they sent the new ones out from First Southern. And so my old card didn't work. And I was at Kroger and I had like, I had, like $50 worth of groceries. And I'm like, okay, that card's at home. So I'm just gonna leave this and go back, and the person behind me like picked it up and was like, "I'll oh, just pay for it. Don't worry about it." And I'm like that's not a small thing. That's right. like a pretty big amount of thing. And um, it's just kind of like, okay, next time, I'm gonna make sure I do that for somebody else. But I think it's a good point too. It's like you you can give what you have and don't go over.
4: Yeah, because you can leave yourself to find your room and then you can. Mm-hmm. So. That that
1: Bible study we did forever ago, the best, yes. Yeah. What was that, 15 years ago, probably? <laughs> long time. <laughs> 10 years ago. It was called the world, mom. My um, phone is But it. I think that same time, was. was. Mm-hmm. My phone is all connected, because it's not working anymore. Okay. And that's why hair is connected, on the phones. Uh, you know, cut that off. That's how we do that. Children alone. And uh, selling something, you know, we don't need all of that. So, you know, as long as you sell something when you, uh, they want money, i like, come on, stop calling. <laughs> i like, okay, we are done.
2: Do you, yeah. do you ever have trouble figuring out what to get money through? And just generically? Oh, yeah. You know, oh, like yeah. when the, the tornadoes come, you know, that was horrible. You wanted to do something. But how much money flowed you flow that? Right. How much was wasted? You know. And right, like, and, you know. Mm-hmm. and
0: you don't know. And you have to just kind of. I feel away. bad for not contributing, you know, but then it's, it's like you know, Red right Cross uh, how much
3: is sold versus how much they actually mm, like use. Yeah,
2: Look. and paying, pay administration type stuff. You know, it doesn't have to be money though. No, right. Yeah. You
0: can volunteer your time and do just as much help as sure
2: monetary.
3: And, you know, with me, like, I don't have a lot of money to give. So, like, my thing was, like, I'll go help out for, like, a couple of days. I'll go pick up trash or whatever. And sometimes that helps more. Sometimes it doesn't. But, you know, it's what I, you know, it's whatever you got. I've,
0: I've done some volunteer work down in, uh, well, several this way further south states. You know, people that really didn't have money, you know, they would. They had enough money to buy the materials, but nobody to. You know, build a house or whatever, mm-hmm. and that—that's a, a great experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, we'll, one more yeah. thing, and then we'll we'll finish Matthew six. I didn't put this on there one through four. This is saying when you do something good, and when you do do something charitable, don't even talk about it. Says, take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them; otherwise, you have no reward from your Father. When you do a charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deed may be in secret and your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you openly. So don't take a selfie and post it on Facebook.
1: We're not. We're not playing. Are we? <laughs> like
2: and the
0: Hand and ten dollars. <laughs> did my good deed for the day. The Hashtags they charity. <laughs> They're like, here's $5,000. I went and
3: did X, Y, Z and for you. A <laughs> selfie
0: that says hashtag love your neighbor doesn't count.
2: <laughs> God free me or whatever. Yeah. Well,
0: come on, you. What are you gonna say? He, he was talking about building those houses. Right. I, mean, I think
2: among believers, you can share
0: that. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Share that yeah.
2: freely without any kind of. You're
0: because you're doing that because you're doing that not anything. for self uh, oh. righteousness <laughs> to promote self righteousness, but to uplift everybody else in what they're doing. That's right. If your if your intention with everything is not to uplift yourself. <laughs> That's what God's looking for.
4: And honestly, when you do it, it does uplift you more.
0: It does uplift you more. Than, it yeah, uplift you it, you you
4: more. it the right way,
0: you, Because... Like when you do mission work, you come away with such a cultural relationship that you know, I think it's better to... Like I, I think sometimes it's, it's more for, for yourself than for a person in need. Like you
2: know, you just unneed to help, but it's more of a... Mm-hmm go into it, then. So yeah, you know, if you do you go, yeah it. exactly. Yeah. If you go into it for yourself, you get nothing, but if it's, I don't
0: know. But you, that's not coming from a sense of selfishness. That's coming from a sense of trying to be more Christ-like. You know that you need to do that to to direct yourself to be more like Him. There
3: was a, I went to a debate in college, and it was, if you do anything for anyone else, or you, if you get any kind of gratification out of it, then you did it for the wrong reason.
0: I, I would, like, I, I think, think that's taken a little too that. far. Yeah. <laughs> right, I was like, well,
3: then you wouldn't do anything for anybody. Yeah. And they're like, well, then you shouldn't because if you get gratification, you did it for yourself. And that's a sin. I'm like, well, I feel like you can't think of it that way.